is that the polls are now officially closed. Those who are in the queue will be allowed to cast their votes, but the cut-off point is 9 o'clock. And so what we're going to be watching for now, between now and and uh, in the early hours of the morning, is, of course, the results trickling in. And that's uh, the big question. Uh, the pollsters have made their predictions, but the ultimate arbiter is going to be who turned up today and who made the cross against which party. Uh, but now we are going to be focusing on the way in which the day was run, the infrastructure, the planning, the logistics, uh, some of the challenges, uh, and the bigger picture of um, pulling off um, an election in quite a complex South Africa. And of course, the IEC are professionals at doing just that. I'm now joined in the studio by Mr. Mosutu Muepa. He is the IEC commissioner, and he is going to be speaking with us. Uh, thank you so very much for joining us, uh, Commissioner. Um, one of the questions that people wanted to ask that we didn't get a proper answer on is the question of the indelible ink. Now, indelible is either indelible or not. It can't be both. Uh, when Mr. Mamabola was on the stage briefing the media, he said, in some instances the ink came off, in other instances the ink doesn't come off. Is the ink indelible or isn't it? Because both can't be true. It is indelible, uh, Karima, uh, and good evening to you and to your listeners. I, I, I think it's important that we, we set the record straight, and I, I, I have the time to do that tonight. Um, ink, as, as we have it, um, is a chemical formula. That chemical formula, it's confidential. We will never share it with anybody. We have taken steps in this year's elections to even strengthen um, the strength of, 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 the, of that ink. Well, I've still got mine, I can yes. show you. <laughs> and the point I want and I've to... I've washed my hands several ah, times. you're like me. The point of the matter is that ink, that ink is made by people. We, we import a lot of that ink as this nation. Most of it in the world comes from India. Um, and and, and the, the formula is never shared. But the people that make that ink know how to remove it. Okay. So because it's a chemical and it's indelible ink, there are chemicals that you can use to remove mm-hmm. it. We, me, I have worked in an election for more than 20 years. I have not removed that ink. Mm. We have had those claims today. We, we, we have not said um, it's not true because we, the people that we buy this ink from are going to help us establish the facts yes. scientifically. Okay. We have not had the opportunity to get them to do so. But in the, power, in, in the process of dealing with this election... I promise you, we are going to get that. Is that very reassuring, sorted. I must yeah. tell you, Mr. Muepa, because, of course, like I said, it's either indelible or it isn't. Yeah. And that, of course, doesn't mean it can't be removed, but yeah. you'll have to know the formula. Yes. So we're going to go to the source, and the IC is, of course, going to come back and report to us. The other issue that was raised was the question of uh, the zip zip machines, yes. right? Um, and many people were saying that um, people were voting twice in places. Now, I don't understand how that is. Even possible when I went to my voting station today, yeah, yeah. Um, my ID barcode was scanned yeah. and I got a little slip like a receipt. Yeah. Now, I imagine once that scan is in that machine, yes. it nullifies me from going to any other voting 
uh, district uh, or voting uh, booth to make another vote, even if my indelible ink is gone. I mean, that is the second insurance that people can't vote twice. So why are people making these claims? And have you been able to establish who's making these claims and whether there's any substance to it? Because for me, it just doesn't add up. Karima, I'm, I'm glad you're asking these questions because um, we have an opportunity to reassure voters um, and to, to make them aware of the vulnerabilities that we have, if there are any. Um, I think we, to, to answer you, let's take a step back. We have a suite of security measures that you've got to bridge to get to a point where you you get more than one vote. It's not one measure. It's Mm. a suite of them. Mm. The first one is the fact that your name, you must be a registered voter and your name must appear at a, at a particular voting station. Otherwise, you won't be able to vote. But it literally gets scratched out with a that's pen the first, and a ruler. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's the second thing. I experience it today. Yes, you, yeah. it's going to be scratched. But even if you did not present yourself at the station where you're ordinarily resident, in other words, where your name could be scratched, wherever you're going to present yourself, you're going to, to fill in a sworn statement. It's called sworn statement. Mm. It, normally we call it the VEC form, um, the VEC4 form. That form says, I, Musoto Moepia, hereby um, say under oath that I have not voted at any other station. I am eligible to vote and I'll vote here. All right? You, you sign that knowingly and we scan you at that station. So we capture your details onto a scanner and there's a form that we can say Musutu was here. Mm. Second measure. Third measure, separate. Each one of these measures are separate. Third measure is the record we have on, on the zip-zip machine. Mm. The zip-zip machine, it's not a mandatory uh, equipment we use on election, but we've put it in for two reasons. For research purposes, to serve you better, we, 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 we check what time voters normally come to stations and how best can we prepare for them. But secondly, we keep the record of mm. at what point were they serviced. Mm. Third measure. Fourth measure is we will compare, we, we download all of the scanners a little while after we have done the results, not too long. We then put them all of their data on election day onto a database. We are then able to say, has how many times does Musutu appear? appear? Mm. We will then be able to say, okay, he appears five times. He was at this station at that time, at that station at that time, at that station at that time. At that point, we go to all of those stations, we'll pull out the VEC4 forms, we'll look at the voters' role, and then we will know. And that all happens before the counting is concluded and no, before the no, this uh, one. A, 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 a result is announced? No, it's later. This one is later. When, when later? Um... Because we have not been here before, we've always done it much later and Mm. we haven't found anyone that had breached. Mm. But in this instance, we invite anyone that has the evidence. We're willing to do it before Saturday. Okay, before Saturday. Yes. All right, so we will keep a a watch on that. Let me go to the Eastern Cape. Yes. Um, What disappointed me tremendously is that we know the Eastern Cape has very uh, little infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, 16 tents were put up. Yeah. In some instances, you you knew it was going to rain. You knew the tents could actually blow off. Um, Why did you not let people vote in? 
and secure structures that couldn't be blown away. Um, why not a school, a church hall, a tavern, uh, a sports center? Uh, I mean, I voted at a bowling alley. Yeah. Why did the people of the Eastern Cape have to vote in tents that they that that blew away? And there was no way that they had to go to another place. Uh, people are having to brave the rain, bad weather. Uh, the it's a public holiday, so the transport systems isn't available. It's almost as if the planning of the IEC uh, represented the apartheid spatial planning because I voted in a suburb and it went very smoothly. But people in rural areas and in areas with very little infrastructure had a very difficult time to try and make the cross. Some people were in the line in KwaZulu-Natal from 4.30 in the morning, uh, 4.30 a.m. in the morning. I mean, you know this. You know the lay of the land of this country. Why tents? This is the opportunity I've been waiting for. You are South African, I'm South African. The IEC owns no infrastructure. This country has unequal development. Where does the IEC go find buildings in in the Eastern Cape everywhere that have the same standard? But it does any, not any exist. village, any village has a church. No, any I'm village coming, I'm coming there. has I'm a coming. tavern. No, I'm coming. Any village no, I'm coming there. has a house that people could even make available for I, that day. I'm coming there. When we have an election, Karima, there were 16 stations. I can prove that to you. When we have an election, we go way in advance. At the time the president proclaims an election, we secure venues. Someone is going to get married in that church, it's not available for that day. Um, A school has been banned, it's no longer available. All of these things happen. We knew we had temporary stations. Political parties knew. They, they knew what alternatives we had looked um, for. We actually um, specified the kind of tents that we would need, um, steel frames that we can put onto the ground. Those stations we could not secure. We did take measures to ensure that we do have those tents. Um, and in the circumstances when the rain came, we were forced to relocate to relocate at great cost to other facilities because there's an emergency. Not that an emergency did not exist before, but the venues were not available to us. So the point I'm really making is we, we plan very meticulously. It's not like we leave it to chance. It doesn't happen in every election. It does happen in an election like this where everyone is nervous. They, they, you know, everyone wants things done at a point and that's that's really the point where we are but we have nothing that we're going to hide we, we are able to say this is why we, what we have dealt with and that's why we have dealt with it final question to you yes. i spoke to our reporter in the western cape they complained about a shortage of ballot papers both the da and the anc very unhappy yes uh, and one of the reasons they were unhappy is that in order to move more ballot papers from one voting station to the next you need the police to accompany them uh, you work with the police why were the police late in cape town you you, you see um that's another question I like because you give me opportunities to clarify these things. We run an election. The police run security. I'm unable to answer for them in that respect. But this is what I want to say. When we have an election like this, and I promise you we will go and look at this. We will fix these problems. And some people might say, no, it's a problem. But when you have an election of a, a national and provincial nature, people vote anywhere in the province. You cannot anticipate where they are going to rise up and go. 
you provide for them where they are ordinarily uh, resident, and then you, you have a surplus of ballots that you put on top of that. People uh, shop for short, uh, shorter queues. They go stop there in their car, they say there are 15 people, they say no, down the road there's no one. You, you end up chasing them with ballots. That's mm. the problem. Mm. Uh, but we will deal with it. We will have to look at the law and say, do we really still need to do this when it can have a way of destabilizing our elections? Mm -hmm. Very, very, very final question. Um, Everyone is concerned about voter turnout. The parties don't want to commit, but our reporters are saying that in some places there are snaking queues, but in other places people came, said hello to the president, was very happy, and went back into their homes and didn't go and vote. Does the IEC have any figures at this stage that it can commit to on what the voter turnout is? We don't do projections we do the real thing we, we, and that's what we're going to show you there from tonight we, we never do projections we don't play with that we will give you the real thing when exactly tonight can we see the voter turnout figures in the next um, in the next um, any time from now you're going to see the first voting station come through It'll and that be- will be Robin Island it's normally Robben Island. Who knows? I, let's find out. Okay. Thank you so very much. That is the IEC Commissioner, Mr. Musoto Muepa. He explained quite a lot of things that wasn't actually explained in the IEC press conference. I hope Mr. Simon Mabolo takes some notes from the IEC Commissioner. He did clarify quite a lot of issues. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we speak with political analyst Ibrahim Fakir.